0: Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention to stop what you're doing and listen.
1: And we are back inside the vortex. Finals preview, we've made it this far, right? Uh, I'm joined this week, as always. It's the three everyone knows. Steve, thanks for coming on. Hello. And James, no intro music this time, but that's almost like an intro music choice by
2: having none.
0: It's a
1: crazy train. So, <laughs>
2: um, so Don't overshadow the the actual participants in the finals.
1: True, exactly. So let's just start. There's only one place to start, right? And it has to be at least a top three worst beat in the Vortex history, Jeremy losing to Jess. Uh, we'll, we'll go through the whole thing, but can you guys off the top of your heads even think of something that was close to as bad?
2: I can't, but I can't remember anything
1: mm-hmm.
2: in general. Um, I'm sure uh, it'll happen again and it has happened in the past, but in the moment that was pretty bad.
1: Yeah, and, and let's go into the reasons why it was so bad, right? First of all, Jeremy got the buy; He's favored, right? And there's the whole dynamic of them living in the same house, right? And <laughs> getting and when married. When you factor
2: in that, that they uh, live together, the, the whole collusion part of it, the fact that Mac played a day later, uh, the Montgomery trade... When you factor all that in, I don't think you we will ever see or have seen anything like that with all the factors.
1: No. And the, the one part I want to touch on is the Jeremy situation Monday night Remind me so much of when I had Mark Andrews and I needed three points to make the playoffs. When the game script flips against you, it's very... Um, it's like it's like a it's it's like suffering, right? Like when Mark Andrews, the the Ravens were up so much that I didn't think they had a pass anymore. And for Jeremy, the Colts were behind by so much so quick that you're like, I don't even know if they're gonna run the ball because, you know, he's the guy. They have the guy that they the third down back in there. And then to get to and we didn't even mention the part where they get the garbage time first and goal, right? And you're like, okay, they do the first play and they like throw it away. And you're like, all right, well, second down they're going to run it, and they do run it, but they don't run it with Marlon Mack.
2: Yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, it's 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 very unlike you to inject yourself into this situation, but mm-hmm. it's not very much like the Andrews thing. I mean, I get what you're saying. You needed a few points, and it took him a while to get there, but he, you know, he had plenty of passes. Marlon Mack had eight rushes for five yards through the first like quarter and a half yeah um and at the end it was clear that he you know he wasn't coming back in i mean he, he, he they were going with the second stringers they were down by 35 um at that point i don't, you know when he no, when he, i saw that he said oh well where is he i mean he, he hadn't played had he in the fourth quarter No, he
1: no he got a carry on that last drive that was the weird part he got. He got. He he ran a play because I turned it on right to to see what happened because I really couldn't watch it because I was it yeah was right. Very...
2: But it was nothing. It was a nothing. The whole point was it's like all right. Well, he, what has he earned to get this garbage time touchdown? He he literally ran for ha- no, less didn't. than a yard of carry.
1: But they were never on the one yard line, and he got a carry. He 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 had a play. He was in that last drive where they scored the touchdown, and you know there's always that moment when in fantasy football where. Before the play happens, especially when you have a running back on a running back committee, you kind of, like, look for your guy, and, and like, the you're just waiting for the camera to, like, pan over and show everybody, and uh he was not on the field, and he did not get it, and he did not win.
2: Yeah, but like I'm saying, I, it's just, like, to me, if I'm the coach there, and we finally got the ball down to the end zone, I'm going to reward the guy that got us there, not the guy who has not run for more yeah. than a yard the whole time. No, day. I, I understand.
0: guess I, I but, guess the Rams didn't have that yeah.
2: idea in mind at the end of their game. Yeah, that's what? true. When they were throwing a Cooper cup and, and trying to come back when they were down by 40, Yep. <laughs> Just
0: handed him that. true. Chicago's I mean, time touchdown.
2: yeah, I mean, you throw that in there and she's not even leading going into Monday night. So that's even another thing.
1: And um, then the, and then the, and then let's touch on the trade part of this, where if, So Jeremy made two big trades, right? He made the trade with me where he got Aaron Rodgers and Melvin Gordon, and that made Matt Ryan expendable. And he gave up Aaron Jones. Well, Aaron Jones, that you know, not to kind of dive into all the different possibilities, but technically Aaron Jones would have would have gotten to a position to win. And if he held on to Matt Ryan and didn't make the the Aaron Rodgers trade, like that's why I think you know, not to go off on a tangent about trades, but man trades in fantasy football always give me angst because the uh, the there's so many permutations and so many games that you play that it feels like at some point you're going to regret the trade.
2: Mm, I mean, somebody might benefit from I mean, I don't know. That that's a I think he, both of his trades were were fine, right? No, they like, were
1: good trades, yeah.
2: Um I I I wonder, you know, I <laughs> how much, and I accused James of this before, of, of playing the long game to screw over Jeremy, where he was building it up and trolling and building it up and building it up to the point where it's like, Jeremy had no choice but to play Montgomery in that game, in that <laughs> matchup, even though he literally has been a garbage can ever since the trade. I mean, I, I, well, I would have well, played any of the other well, people. On his, like, he didn't play McLaren He didn't play McLaren against the Eagles. That's That's almost insanity, right? I mean, the, he, I, I think without all the commotion around that trade, you know, it's like, all right, well, he can just not play him. Right. And then that's that's one of the points I brought up in the very beginning of it. I was like, all right, you're looking at it as now he has Montgomery. But that also means he didn't give up Hyde, but he can't play Hyde now. And if he would have played Hyde, he would have won. So I, that whole that whole I said it before, James and Tyler owe the whole league an apology for that whole debacle
0: statistically david montgomery is the second best rookie running back in the league
1: that's that's false
2: that's
0: not false let me know what that means
1: james all right ready here here so you wanted what was how did you describe your analysis of the trade your um
2: it's not a one week referendum it's not a two-week referendum referendum. yeah yeah oh now it's now it's a full season uh... (laughs) okay
1: so here's here's the six-week referendum on the trade ready All right, David Montgomery, six points, five point five points, four point one points, fifteen point seven points. James takes his victory lap after this week, and then six points, which was during the week that had no meaning, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so I think this is what. All right, let's let's bring this this back to the trade. Unfair. Let's just throw that out there
0: because I have not looked at the other players in the deal. And I have not done my own analysis.
1: Well, what's it? Well, so, Carlos Hyde, who didn't get. You included. are
0: certainly entitled to your opinion. And I, I think just like Tyler said, I would vote that trade down again with hindsight then.
1: Okay. here. Well, Tyler, Tyler is ridiculous. Here's here's, here's the takeaway point from this trade that I would like to put through the jess and jeremy trade that's fine because if it's a trade between them you can put extra scrutiny because i think that is actually deserved because there are a slight conflict of interest and you would, they should be held to a little bit higher of a standard i'm fine with admitting that but tyler's argument felt more off of david montgomery's skill and that in tyler's own projections on how good david montgomery is david montgomery turned out to be bad and you then Tyler and you James you guys made the assessment that he was going to be a good fantasy running back but we are all fallible very bad at predicting players so you can't overrule someone's prediction on I actually think Montgomery is
2: going to be bad and that was the whole point I was trying to make is he, he, it doesn't even matter if he is bad which he is bad and which I said he was bad but just the chance that he could be bad is enough to say that you're taking a risk on both sides. Jeremy took a risk and it and it it failed miserably. I mean, it didn't matter ultimately because he had a good team that got him the buy, but it, it mattered because he had to play him in the in the playoffs and he sucked. Anyway, the, the, anyways, matters for future years. Well, it matters for future years, and we should mm-hmm. trust each other a little more when we're making these trades, even when it is between you know, if Katie Jer- maybe, maybe if Katie gets in the league over Dave, is every trade that we make going to be scrutinized to?
0: Yes. I would say to slightly less of a degree because I know you and Katie personally. I trust you as a Not to
2: drop a bomb on Dave, but. Yeah, right. He's got to pick up. Dave's not going to hear
1: this. (laughs) (laughs) So there was another matchup that was played. Well, congratulations, Jess. You made it to the finals. Yeah. And I'm sure that was just a very awkward night. Like, I, I had secondhand anxiety. I don't know about you guys. I mean, I typically have secondhand anxiety for a lot of things, but I. I just, I was very uncomfortable. I really couldn't even turn the game on because I, d- I just felt really bad for both of them. But that's that's fun, I guess.
2: Well, hopefully he's happy for his future wife.
1: I mean, he has to be, right? Like, what's your play? If you're in Jeremy's situation, what's your play? Like, what's, well, imagine if that was you, out?
2: right? Imagine well, if if I, if it wasn't Jess that he lost to, but you. I mean, he might he might be, you know, he might he might be out of the league already. You know, deleted his account. Yeah.
0: I. I will say this I finished second place at least in my other league, the finals this week. And I'm using a good chunk of the prize winnings to buy Elena a Christmas gift. So I assume Jeremy is reaping the benefits of
2: oh, okay, whatever.
0: Right.
1: Good point. Good point. Yeah. True. So um, congratulations, Jess. She does yeah, make it into the Jess. final. Uh, I think this is her second final, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. I think she made it to the first final. Uh, And then there was another matchup. Steve, you put up a good fight against Timmy who's been the best team so far. Um, But it did, it did not. It turns out Michael Thomas is better than uh, Zach Pascal. Is that his name?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like I should get some vindication for that trade that I made as Beckham and Kamara did absolutely nothing after that trade. And Barkley kept me in this matchup. It was kind of the whole reason I made the trade was Barkley had good matchups in the playoffs. Uh, Kamara and and Beckham were trending downward. It seemed like a little bit of a crazy trade. Edwards didn't even play. So I feel like I feel a little vindicated on that. Like I I had a bad draft and, you know, with picking up Waller and and making that trade, I feel like I I put something together to compete. I still have a chance for third. So I wasn't too disappointed. Like, I could have won if I had made a a switch, but, you know, I I feel it was a good title defense season.
1: Yeah, I mean, you made it to the semis. Only one team team can win. I think uh, your draft was pretty dog crap, but uh, other than that, you know? yeah.
2: Well, I saw a stat that was like um, who the top five uh, players are on teams in the championship. Mm-hmm. And like number one's Lamar, um, but on that list were Eckler and Waller because they, so far, exceeded I guess, their draft position and things like that. So, you know, I had I had high you know good hits and really really far off misses. So, I need a yeah. little more middle of the road next year. But a good yeah. season. So, anyway, good to Timmy, and uh, hope he take hope he takes it down for the uh, East Coasters.
1: And the uh, the no kicker. Kind of enjoyed it, to be honest with you. How did you feel about that?
2: I mean, it was awesome. Like, I, I hate kickers. It's the stupidest part of fantasy football. It's like adding in a, uh, you know, a, 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 what do you call it? Plus C, Y equals uh, M X plus D. are yeah, just varied. adding in a variable for no reason. Like kickers, <laughs> there's some correlation to like how good the team is, but I, I you know. It's, I mean it's, there is pointless it's, it's, and I and I couldn't remember I think it was Timmy that agreed with me that t- kickers suck. That's why I suggested it. Um mm-hmm. and he was he was for it. So, you know, to I not think, have to worry about that part of it was nice.
1: I think Con Khan Con is, Khan is also a no kicker truther as well. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean the problem with kickers is there is a correlation to a good offense, but it's what's weird about it is it has to be an offense that isn't too good that scores all touchdowns. So it's you know it's you know what I mean like yeah. Well, You're I mean, rewarding. I looked it up
2: and it's like, you know, Tucker and, um, his, you know, Lutz, like the kickers on the best teams have the most points, mm-hmm. but then it's like four, five, and six are like, you know, the Jets kicker. And, you know, it's not, it's not really a correlation. <laughs> so, I, so, go ahead. I liked uh, you guys taking the
0: kicker out. I thought that added an extra element. It was kind of cool. But
2: I
1: definitely am for
2: kickers, if you.
1: Have <laughs> well, you're the you're the special team specialist.
2: Yeah, maybe maybe no kickers in the playoffs.
1: <laughs> I'd be for that <laughs> rule. That's actually that's interesting. So, all right. Well, before we so we have our we have our championship. We have Timmy, who's been in first place all year. He's only got one loss, right? And then we have uh, Jess. So we're going to have a new Vortex champion. Very exciting. And before we get into that matchup, uh, any comments in the chat we want to point out before? um, I mean, Jeremy got pretty, I mean, pretty aggressive once he lost.
2: Well, I mean, I know where he was coming from.
1: (laughs) No, I know. But you guys can all go kill yourselves over the crying you did about the trade. It felt like it was bottled up. To yeah, he walked the
0: line up. of uh, me revoking that automatic passing trade ticket that I gave him for upvoting my tweet, <laughs> but I'll still allow it.
1: I have thick skin. Yeah, and then uh, I mean, Khan just Khan secretly like he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't say a lot, but he sends a lot of good gifs and memes, and I'm I'm. I'm all I'm all here for it. The the seedless watermelon yeah. seltzer. <laughs> I thought that was good too. Right? Yeah. The fact that you had to point out that it was seedless in the seltzer. That is a little wild. That
2: was my favorite think I think message of the day. I had no response to it.
1: Yeah, it was just good.
2: Yeah. But and but then, I'm expecting I'm hoping for a big comeback season from Khan because having a one year old is a lot easier than having a, you know. Zero year old. Yeah. Um, I do. Yeah. So I think that was a little bit of a robot. You know, in terms of life, it was an absolute win. But it, in terms of fantasy prospects, it, I think it hampered him a little bit. Yeah. He definitely seemed
1: to <laughs> got some of the the wind sucked out of him. Yeah. He lost a little bit of esteem, but he, he
2: still tried. So I appreciated it. Yeah. Plus he got screwed a little bit. He, I think he'll have Lamar as a keeper. So. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, good season sure. all
2: around. That's my comment. It was a fun season. Um, the, the the chat didn't didn't really lose a beat, even though we switched to the group me. So, um, I know Timmy is pretty heavily on the group me. So it looks like at least one will be aiming to keep that for next year.
1: All right. Let's 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 do it. Let's look at the matchup. Let's look at the championship. The sixth. So should we do like Roman numerals? So this is Vortex. Vortex Bowl VI. Yeah. So right now, I don't know if, if Timmy is memeing, but he has Gardner Minshew in his quarterback, and Jess has nobody in at quarterback. So maybe they're just going to, instead of not playing kickers, they're just not going to play a quarterback. But Timmy's going to have a little bit, he's got a lot of questionable players. I don't think, I think Godwin, according to the Little Red Bubble, he's out. Derek Henry returned to practice, so that's a good thing. But you know, the report on on Dak Prescott's shoulder is like iffy. He's going to play, but is that going to hurt him? Uh, he's he's showing a little weakness. I think Timmy has
0: to be trolling. I don't know the championship to an extent. I mean, some of these players yeah. he has in there's no way.
1: He's going to Yeah, keep Michael there, Thomas right? on the
2: bench. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm just looking at the players he's going to play and it's you know, he has really good matchups, you know. I think the injuries are the only hiccup, it's not it's certainly not a matchups thing. Um I think it was frustrating rooting for and against Ertz because like he's literally their only weapon and then you got Dak I'm sure he's going to play against the Eagles in that must-win game and The Eagles really suck. Like, they really, really suck. (laughs) Like, they're so bad. That's going to be a tough game to watch. And, like, the Dak could run right over them. You know, throw right over them, run right over them. So, I think I go matchups, Timmy. I think um, I go uh, maybe just injuries is the only only, uh, potential downside. Losing Godwin is a big deal. Yeah, look looking
1: at looking at Timmy's team, he, he currently is one hundred percent memeing where he has all of his starters on the bench. Like he he has Thomas Henry, Parker, Ertz, Prescott, James Conner, and Kansas City defense. Oh, he might play Denver defense, but he's intentionally putting them all on the bench. You know, the real question when we look over at Jess's team is who does she start at quarterback?
2: Well, I Pass- mean the Jags are not great right now. I mean it's it's gonna be Matt Ryan.
1: Oh, she doesn't even have Brady on her team. She no. out a disgust. She dropped Brady. Look at that. She's done. <laughs> so it it has to be Matt Ryan, and turns out know, disgust. I mean,
2: is is Brady against Buffalo a top, even a top twenty five play?
1: No, I just think it's funny he's not on the not on the team anymore. Yeah, yeah. But wouldn't that be something if Jess won? because Matt Ryan gave her enough points to win the vortex.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean I don't see I don't see Duke Johnson on her team either. I was going to say she should just play all three and I think that's like the the ultimate way that the season would end, right? Yeah. Like those guys pop off and she beats Timmy and then it's like Tyler and James are forced to only have like, they only get, to, they get to choose who gets to stay in the league. You know what I mean? Like they have to go mm-hmm. bowling and, and but one of them's out if, if that were to happen. All right. So looking
1: <laughs> at these lineups, is there what piece of advice? Cause Timmy, maybe he doesn't want to get peer pressured. That's why he's put all of his players on the bench. Oh, that is what it is. baby. that's what it is. He oh my God. Be- if not, to- that isn't.
2: It is a genius play.
1: Yeah. So, what's your one piece of advice for either one of these teams?
2: And, and we didn't mention it, but James and I are the the two in position to give this advice because we are the most recent Vortex finalists. Right. It's true. Yeah. It's true. So, what did we learn from last year's matchup, James? You know, you go first.
0: <laughs> so. I'm just looking at Jess's lineup right now. And, you know, so I think I mentioned on the group chat that last Sunday night was the wildest night in fantasy football of my life. And to try to just package that into a 15-second explanation, I had Cooper Cup and the San Francisco 49ers defense and I was up by 0.2 points in my other league and Cooper Cup had done nothing and San Fran's defense had been floundering and Atlanta scored I was losing thought I was going to lose for sure and then all of a sudden Cooper Cup scored that garbage time point. Long story short, I'm really eyeing Cooper Cup and whether he's really a playable wide receiver this week. I mean, he's kind of been trending down. I'm just not sure. As far as advice to Jess goes, I'm not sure who she'd want to put in. But as we near Saturday night, I may or may not take Cooper Cup out. So I guess my uh my take on that is yeah. keep an eye on Cooper Cup.
1: Yeah, I mean you, you are right. He, I mean he has had double digits points the last three weeks, but that's because he's had a touchdown each time. But he's only had six target. He had six targets, four targets, and six targets. So it's not it's not a ton of looks for Cooper Cup. Tra- so he might be due for a no touchdown. His trajectory just really has not been good, and so. On that same Jamison Crowder, on the other hand, right, twenty-four points last week. Yeah, something to keep an eye on. Like I
0: said, I'm not yeah. sure the answer on this one, Justin.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, you know, I, I don't like the peer pressure of the week. I, I'm not a, well. I'm in a matchup, but you know, no one cares about the runner-up matchup, so I'm not even going to talk about the actual players. My advice is to enjoy the 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 spectacle of it. it we put we we all waste too much time on our stupid fantasy football league but to make it to the finals is cool so you know take ownership of the the championship position what i think i did last year was like i took that that uh um iMessage or whatever we were in and and i took told off all notifications i wanted to control when i was looking at whatever shit people were talking i i didn't want to i didn't want to like see it and look at it um I guess it's going to be harder for Jess. So maybe like send Jeremy to the driving range or something or whatever Jeremy likes to do. He's probably in a fantasy football, uh, flag, football like flag football. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't want to, you know, I not want to guess what he likes to do, but just, I'm sure he'd probably enjoy bowling or golf or something. Um, uh, you know, something you can do by yourself. So get him out of the house, enjoy the day, watch the football. Uh, root for your players, but enjoy that you made it to the final in this uh, stupid league that we have. Yeah, I mean, on
1: that note, I, I mean, I don't have too much advice. I would say you—they've made it this far, much farther than us. Um, good luck, and for Jess, just make sure you play Matt Ryan. I'm assuming that's what she's gonna do, but just because I need him to win it for her, because that would just be too perfect. And also, this Boston Scott guy, he's actually good for the Eagles. He's like the only – compared to their other skill position players, he can actually make somebody miss. So I would keep him in there um, because they – even when they're down, he's like their third down back. So he, he'll get some looks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, good luck to both of them. Yeah. And, you know, probably no simulcast this year, but, you know, maybe maybe next year. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, I, I'm going to pledge to try to keep the chatter up for them, you know, to, to make it matter and not not to make it matter, but to like, you know, have some have some audience for it, because we uh, I think last year, maybe we kind of fell off a little bit, but I'm going to yeah. watch intently and see who can take it home.
1: No, absolutely. I mean, I, I think I think what makes what makes fan, the, the fun part of fantasy football, at least for me, is when people are talking in the group chat, I like watching my team. But a lot of times you're just waiting for your team to score and that doesn't always happen, but I enjoy all the jokes. I enjoy all the memes. I I, I'm big on the Kermit memes. The Kermit memes are my favorite thing. They make me so happy. (laughs) And especially the, the Kermit like evil laugh. He's like dressed, dressed like the, the dark, the, Mm -hmm. the Sith. It's my favorite meme of of all time. What's your favorite meme that was used for this year? Because that's one hundred percent mine. And I used it twice.
2: <laughs> favorite meme of the year. That's a good that's a good yeah. category. Um I don't I'm know. Of you kinda, you, you you kinda put there. us on the spot here. So James, what's your favorite meme?
0: Yeah. For the year? That's kind of a tough question. I'd have to really look back and check out the chat, but for this past week, Justin, when you were throwing that garbage out there, total garbage about the Pats cheating again, and my response was the first generation X, quote unquote, suck it. And then the second one, (laughs) I think it's the big show, (laughs) the most obnoxious suck it Gif of all
2: well I think in general the uh, that that's that kind of reminds me like the meme of the year is justin lear- you, learning that there's this meme feature on this group me and completely <laughs> abusing it for for five straight months and not really understanding what memeing is and more using it as a as a caption <laughs> pro- service uh you know me, meme meme justin is my favorite meme of the year but i yeah, i, I, I I did uh, think that 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 exchange was funny, um, but I think it, you know if it. But I think you could just delete. Can't can't we just go back and delete that part about the Pat's cheating? Like we'll never even know about it. We'll just go back and delete it, right? Yeah. It's like, we don't even have to say anything. We'll just we could just delete. It. I don't. I can't even. There's no backup of it. There's. I can't even get this on my computer. So we could just delete it, <laughs> right? Anyway, <laughs> that was good.
1: Yeah, um, the the yeah, I, I think I've been a little meme happy. I'll admit to, but I don't know, man. They just make me laugh when I just I just like memes and and gifs capture so much more than words, and I'm just all in. And as I get older, it's just easier to do.
2: Yeah, no, I love it. I just like I said, I don't know that you totally completely grasp the yeah. idea of a meme. And I don't. You have money. Funny- yeah. You have funny, funny captions. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, some right. of them were good memes, but yeah.
1: I'm a captioner, not a memer. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, all right, that's that's it for the football stuff. Uh, we don't, so we have, we don't want to step on too much non-football stuff because there's one one thing I would do want to, and I guess I'd announce, but we are officially going to try, at the end of this season, probably the first episode will come out in January uh is going to be a non-football podcast called one random thing that essentially mm. is going to yep yep is essentially going to take all of our segments um and put them into probably i'm going to guess that episodes are going to be about 30 minutes long and they will be listenable by everyone so look forward to that after the season so we don't want to take too much of that content for this, but let's talk about one non-football thing. And I was at I was at a holiday party tonight with with work, um with the people from America's Best. And two things that I wanted to talk about. First is like seating. So like we've kind of talked about this before, but one of the holiday parties that I went to, it was it it was this was like last week as I went to one as well. We went. There was like four. There was like thirty people there, but we wanted to sit next to, I don't know, say five or six people that we knew and talked to. So we got there first, and me and Rebecca sat at the. Rebecca sat at like the head of the table, and then I sat next to her. And then this random, like, kind of doofusy couple sat that we've never met sat across from us, and we were screwed because we had like no seats there were no like no one would sit next to us cuz they didn't no one knew this couple across the way and we just we were just pinned in the corner with with this couple we didn't know and it was like not that fun so i don't know like what's the strategy there i guess it's just it's just don't be the first one to sit down make new friends
2: yeah that's what i was going <laughs> to say it's like don't be so unopen to meeting new people but um I think you made a few mistakes there, right? Like, a, don't sit at the head of the table um, unless you're, you know, that's kind of the last seating arrangement, or or it's, you know, other people are already sitting down because then you're you're very limited to your your circumference of mm-hmm. your your immediate circle of of people you can talk to, like, you know, and you can't yell to the other side of the table, especially if it's a big table. Uh, B is I would group up. You got to group up before tape sitting. If it's a huge table like that. You got to, like, get a drink at the bar or use the bathroom or, like, sit in the car uh, and then group up with the people first and then go sit down. Um,
1: so, yeah, I mean, I think it's probably
2: a learning experience for you um, to not to not just sit at the sit at, sit yeah. corner, you know, leave that option open. But at the same time, you know, unless it's people you never get to see and you were looking forward to talking to them. You know, get out there, and meet some people. And then if you got to talk to, to some people, you know, then you get up and walk around and say, hey, you want to go get a drink at the bar or you want to chat or something?
1: Yeah, they, they turn out to be nice people. But it was one of those situations where it was one of Rebecca's like bosses that we get to see like a couple times a month that we just did really get to sit next to them. But I,
2: I have a harder time when it's like a group of like if you go out with like maybe four couples, it's a group of eight. Right. And now everybody walks up to the table at the same exact time and everyone's got to make that like in their head decision yeah. of like, all right, do I want to sit next to this person right now or am I trying to sit next to this person or am I going to get stuck here in this conversation? And it's like you can predict what's going to happen because you know the people, not because you don't know them. And like that's where I'm more of a like, ah, whatever, you know. But it does cross your mind when you go to pick a seat.
1: So here's a scenario for you, okay? I went to um, this was the manager at one of the stores that I work at. Uh, He's like 26 years old. Okay, cool guy. Uh, We go to Five Guys because I think he took me there for my it was my birthday. He's like, "Here, I'll take you out to lunch." So we go to Five Guys and we both get a burger. You order there and you pick the burger up and then you go sit down. So he picks a table that's you know four seated, you know just like a table. So two on each side. He sits down in you know let's say one of the seats right where do i sit do i sit directly across from him yeah yep
2: diagonal's weird
1: so i diagonaled it yeah it's weird well i just felt like it gave more space you know that way i didn't you know if i sat directly across from him then we're kind of you know our our our, our you know i had more space vertically which i appreciated so I went, I went diagonal but I, did, I didn't know where to sit you probably should have called yourself james.
0: Out. like set, james what do you think as far as where to sit where where should he sit oh i mean he definitely should have sat right across from him but okay I, thank you <laughs> i understand your point of view justin if i were to sit though not across from someone i would call myself out and be like oh i just want some extra light room or something like that
2: yeah so, good point good like point it's like I'm gonna sit, yeah. Like if you said if you're like I'm gonna sit here, and spread out a little bit, then it's like all right, I get that. Yeah. But if it's like I don't know you that well, and I'm gonna identify that you're not my best friend by sitting diagonally instead of <laughs> directly across <laughs> from you, you know that's the sense I would get. Yeah, I overthought it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you should have just power moved and sat sat horizontally, like next to him.
1: Oh, just sat right yeah, next like to sat next ready? to
2: him, and then it's like, hey, let's eat our burger facing the same way. Yeah,
1: well, if you so on a double date, right? Do you sit next to, do you sit next to your date and across, across from the couple,
2: or uh, do you? Uh, yeah, I prefer that setup. I think you can do either; it's pretty equal. But I prefer like to sit across from the guy and then next to. Are
1: yeah, you... we met Rebecca but... double dated. Up. We we went and met one of her other her friend Tara and and his her husband. And I liked how that worked out. I sat next to Rebecca. She sat across from Tara and I sat across from the husband. And, uh, you know, that seemed to be a good setup. I didn't, but I didn't know if there was another uh, appropriate setup for four people like that. Elena
0: and I just go random every time. Oh yeah. (laughs) Sometimes we'll discuss it beforehand.
1: (laughs) But yeah, we just mix it up every time. Well, we had tonight. We oh, so I also had the holiday dinner for. We took the girls out that work with us. So there's four of us, and they sat us at a five person circle table, but the the table was so big that I had to like shout across. <laughs> like you couldn't get like close enough to like have a conversation with four people. So I didn't like that either. A
0: round table.
1: Yeah, but it was like too big. Where all
0: voices are so evil. it was
1: meant to like maybe it was meant to like sit like six people and then you talk to a couple people around you, but I'm shouting across the table at everybody.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Was it a loud restaurant too? It was a very loud restaurant. That was a problem. Mm -hmm. So, all right. All right. So anyways, the, the vortex championship, right? Jess versus Timmy. Vortex bowl. V1. Didn't even mention uh, the end of the
2: reign of Landolfi terror.
1: It's true. It was a four year run and the land office are done, but that's a good thing. You know, let's, let's give someone else a chance to win and uh, you know, someone else has to get the, get the blue jacket inside the Coors light uh, championship lounge. So, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see who it is. So good luck to both of them. Uh, Be on the lookout for one random thing dropping early January and steve great
0: holidays
1: (laughs) thanks for coming on happy holidays everybody and james as always thanks and that's probably the last podcast for inside the vortex so see you later